Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Our guest today makes things, bakes things, and shakes things up. She's the founder of the innovative lifestyle brand P.S. I Made This. Elle Magazine dubbed her fashion's queen of DIY. She's been referred to as a millennial Martha Stewart. She's appeared on the Today Show, Rachel Ray, Martha Stewart, Nate Berkus, E! News, and countless others. She was a judge on TLC's Craft Wars, a host of TLC's Erica in the House, and an author of not one but two best-selling books. And today, she is our guest, the hostess with the mostest, Erica Domasek. Erica, thank you for getting in the zone with me today. That was the best intro I've ever had. You can just replay that. That can be like your wake-up call in the morning to pump you up. I feel good. Thanks, Jace. Good, good. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, I'm really excited to get into this, to talk about your career, your life. But, you know, any good host or hostess, as you are, knows you can't get right into the entree. You can't get right into the main course. You got to get started with some apps. So this is a segment we call Starters, you know? All right. I love a starter. Hey, you know I love appetizers. Well, good. I've, I've, I've made some for you in the past. Well, because all the way in from Philadelphia, your hometown, what? direct from Wawa. Stop it! Some soft pretzels. Ah! So, Erica Domasek, enjoy. We're getting, got, wait, what? We're getting the party started. Ah! Help yourself. Break into it. Break into it. Wait, is this real? These are not fake Wawa pretzels. These were flown in I'm just like, for the occasion. Do you see what occasion. I'm doing? So real quick. So yeah. this is real. I'm testing the freshness. Oh. My face hurts from smiling. <laughs> oh, my That's goodness. That's a good thing. So I have I'm a question for you. Too. Do you Please. have Cleveland mustard in there? I mean, of course, obviously, in the center. And I'm trying to encourage the use of Cleveland mustard. Well, but we also have yellow mustard, French's, just traditional, and, and a stone ground mustard. Okay. You know? So it's really for this you. This is a big deal. Did now, you? Did you? Did you? Michael tell you to do this? Don't even worry about how we pull this off. Now, tell me why are you so excited about these Wawa pretzels? Okay, I'm born and raised in Philadelphia. Um, We're going to go a little grainy here. If you're from Philadelphia, you are a fan of soft pretzels. I would would hope. I would hope. You're also a fan of Wawa. Now, for people who don't know what Wawa is, it's kind of like the local 7-Eleven, but it's 7-Eleven is a little down market. Mm. Wawa, I don't know. I don't want to say down market, but like. Shots fired. No, Wawa (laughs) is the Cumberland Farm. It's the Mm -hmm. um, UDF. It's the, you know, shout out to Ohio. That's right, right. Um, Wawa is the convenience store that it's like home for people. It's got a little more personality. And it's not just a convenience. It's not just a convenience store. I think it started off like that. But anyway, pretzels are so famous in Philadelphia. And there's a reason why. Mm. It's because of the water. Well, right. It's not, not water. Wa- it's water. Yeah. So hold on. Let me take a bite right, first. Let's see. Cheers. Uh huh. That's pretty good for the cross country flight. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it doesn't taste like it was baked this morning, but well, t- it tastes like home. It tastes like home. We're in Los Angeles. I you know. know. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is amazing. Thank you. You're um, welcome. You're welcome. Very good. So well, enjoy. If you need more mustard, help yourself. I mean, I you know? couldn't be happier. Um, okay. It's something that you and I are both very nostalgic about. Certain things from our hometowns. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we go way back. So 
You know, when you're from Philly, there are certain things that just like scream Philly. So Wawa to me and soft pretzels. Wow. That yeah. was that was huge. Thank okay, you. good, good. If you need mustard, let me know. I'm gonna put it down right here. But I mean, I always need mustard. Yeah. Well here, why don't you just take this for your personal? No, I'm gonna try the Cleveland one. Oh, excellent. I recommend Cleveland mustard. For those that don't know about Cleveland mustard. There's Burtman Ballpark Mustard and there's Stadium Mustard. They're both a spicy brown mustard that were originally only served in the Cleveland Browns Is Stadium. This sponsored by Mustard Company, this podcast? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is the best. I mean, it is like, it reminds me of home. I Anytime I go to a Cleveland sporting event, it, it, like, it puts me in a place where I'm at Municipal Stadium or Cleveland Brown Stadium yeah. or Quicken Loans I Arena. Mean, same, same. Cleveland Sports, and I just taste it. And honestly, I don't even like the hot dogs at the games. They're just like the palette for which I paint the mustard upon and let let it dance. I mean, I'm so excited about this. Thank you. That was very thoughtful. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, we only have, uh, we got a whole pyramid of Wawa pretzels. <laughs> so if you need 10 others, we got you covered. So tell me about, obviously, you do love appetizers, starters. You love basically hosting events. And food, as you mentioned, brings people together. Where do you Where do you get this from? Have you always been like that? I have. I think, you know, family of origin is everything. I grew up in a household where my mom was, still is, an amazing cook. And I don't care if you're Jewish, Italian, like food brings people together. And I think they're just, doesn't matter if you have a massive family, a small family, just for me growing up, food was such a big thing. I remember coming home when I was a kid, I'd put on the Food Network and I'd learn to cook. Um, and, but I also learned from my mom. So we grew up having, our t tortillas were handmade. My mom would make, wow. my, my mom lived in Mexico. She learned how to cook them then. Cool. So I just grew up in a family of makers, you know, whether it be in the kitchen or, you know, my aunt quilts and other yeah. aunts a photographer, but I just grew up in a family of female makers. Right. So for me, just using my hands and being creative was just it was just normal. That was what you do. It's just what you do. And I think um, it's funny because, listen, I will take down some Mickey D's and have some <laughs> nuggets and fries. But it's funny. Like, to this day, I've never had Chipotle. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, what if like a bowl came in? That would be funny. Like, well, here we go. <laughs> well, that's funny you should ask. We've done the research. We knew that. So Chipotle, bring it out. Yeah, no. no, but I think. We can't and, afford the guac. And I have nothing against fast food. I mean, tr you know, I love a shortcut. But there's something to be said for just like making something from scratch mm -hmm. and it's the it's the conversation it's bringing people together over the table yeah so I love making things I love um I love hosting it even just, if it's simple I just love it it seems to just come naturally to you like DIY is in your DNA it as is. I've heard you say yeah uh, and it's really true for some people it doesn't I suck in a kitchen like I stress out and I've seen you put together a dinner party and you got like apps going and main course and salads and they all look like they should be photographed for a magazine photo shoot and you just do it like while you're talking while you're hanging out it's I did like that a, last no night yeah I whipped yeah. up chicken parm we have this we've got a kid puking over here I've got this going <laughs> yeah. on I'm just like all right cheese platter over here I, I don't even I can't even comprehend like how to do something like but that. But this it's is so the thing about me. it. Everybody, I believe, is talented in something. Like they mm -hmm. excel in something. Some people, I mean, listen, look at you. You can host an event for, you know, a million people live. Mm -hmm. You know, you could do a million things and like, you just excel in it. I think that for me, this is what I know. This is my gift. And yeah. I feel not to sound silly, but like it's my gift, but I love it's my love language. Yeah. You know, it is. When did you recognize that? When I mean, obviously you were around it with your mom you mentioned and family members who were doing crafting and sure. cooking and all that but when did you know that like 
this is me too. It comes naturally. Like, for example, I know for myself, uh, you've mentioned the hosting. I, I remember like fourth grade and there was an oral project, like a book report in class. And the teacher announced that we were going to be doing this and everyone was freaking out. And I was like, yes, I'm like, I don't have to prepare. I can just get up there and wing it. Yeah. Like, I was like, I was like, I could notice that like this is a skill that I had that others didn't have. When was that sort of moment for you that you realized like this isn't easy for everyone, but it's just natural for me? I don't know that there was a moment to be honest with you because it is just so much a part of my life. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was in college, I was in intro to textiles. I happened to meet one of my best friends, Jackie. And, you know, I was wearing a necklace and she's like, I like this necklace. I was like, oh, I made it, you yeah. know? And she's like, oh, where's the beach shop you went to? And we were like 19 years old. Yeah. And I was like, oh, do you want to come over and make necklaces one day? We did. And they're like, okay. I'm like, oh, we should make this into a business. I'm like, okay. It just, I don't think through like, oh, I'm better than anyone. I just, I just think that, you know, I've always, it's just been something that I have to do. It's just a part of me. And that's yeah. why I joke that like it's in my DNA, but I just think it's such an extension of who I am. So I don't know that there was a moment, but I think that I do remember an early moment in my career where I don't know how much you know about this, but I came mm. from the fashion industry yeah. and I did prop styling and set design. I remember being on set actually at, uh, it was a true religion shoot yeah. and my friend was the stylist, fashion stylist. And I remember, and I was just hanging out, helping her out one day. We were just to hang around. And I remember looking at the the set, and I remember thinking, they need some flowers there. Like, they just, the, mm -hmm. it, the vibe needed just something else. And I said, do you mind if I, and I went, and I, all of a sudden, this was, year, I don't know how many years ago, I picked all these fresh flowers. Mm. I took a, I took another um, stem. I wrapped it around, and then I just dropped it on this fridge, this like rustic set. And someone just said, "Oh, whoever just did that, thank you. That really." And I, it, it's just something yeah. that I was like, "Wait, I'm really good at this." Yeah. And that's when I was really young, and I realized, "Oh wait, I could be a set designer. Mm -hmm. I know how to evoke emotion. Right. I know how to make people happy by." using just everyday elements so that, like yeah. I said, evoking emotion, things that make you feel good from flowers to food. Mm -hmm. um, they're happy moments. Listen, I'm not, I'm not saving lives. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're making lives better. I am. And it makes me feel good because yeah. I do know, you know, to bring it back, like that is my gift. Yeah. And I just think it, it has always been a part of me. Definitely. Well, in the zone, that can mean a lot of different things to different people to get in the zone. Okay. For athletes, it can mean they're just on fire. They Everything they put up, they're, they're hitting a shot. They're, the game slows down. They're in a flow state. For you, what does it mean to get in the zone? When you're just operating on all cylinders, things are slowing down for you, you're in that flow state, what does that look like for Erica Domasek? As somebody who has severe like, ADD, sometimes I need help to get in the zone. Hmm. You know, music is big. If I'm creating, yeah. I love music on. Um, and that's a biggie for me. And um, I always am like, Alexa, put on Mariah Carey radio. <laughs> or is that going to go off? What if Mariah Carey walked in? Uh, wait, is this right. a show well, like that? Really, we set the bar pretty high with the <laughs> Wawa. Now we got to get did. Mariah. All right, we'll I keep looking around my shoulder. <laughs> I need music on. I need to like start a vibe. Yeah. And because I actually get distracted a lot, yeah. I do need to make sure that I'm not distracted. And then um, I think it just starts from there. Mm -hmm. And it helps. Music is a big part of it if I'm creating. 
and there's just some flow. I mean, I, there's so many studies, and I could talk about this too a lot in mm. life. When you're using your hands, your mind is able to be free, and there's something about art and therapy and just feeling good. The serotonin levels are actually like pouring out of yeah. you. So it's it it is it's a high you get mm -hmm. when you're creating, whether you're cooking and slicing. Like it's a it's a real high when you're in the zone. Do you have any tactics? You've done so many television appearances, hosted shows, sure. been a judge on shows when it's like lights, camera, action, you got the crew, the lights, the set, and it's go time, and you need to perform not just with what you're saying, but also what you're doing. Any tactics or tips that you use to like, all right, I need to get in the zone right now? Um, it's funny you say that. You know, I have done a lot of television, live, mm -hmm. taped live, and it comes so naturally to me. Yeah. And I think over the years, I have learned a lot. Yeah. You know, I've worked with some incredible producers and sets, and it takes a lot mm -hmm. to put together one little cooking segment or one little craft segment. You don't realize what goes into it. Right. When you dumb it down for people and you step it out, it just ma it just makes it easy. Mm -hmm. the e The easier you can break things down for people, and I think it's just it's just something I've learned. It's the same thing. How you're also all you have to be producing yourself. Right. You always have to. You might have a great producer you know, you're working with, but I think that's just something I've, uh, it's just been a part of learning through the process. Um, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I don't know that I have an answer to that because I, I do think this is like a really crappy interview where I sound like I'm just perfect <laughs> where I'm like, well, it comes naturally. I don't think it came naturally. And that's a thing though. Yeah. You know, I did have to learn about television mm -hmm. and luckily I speak in sound bites. Um, but <laughs> good. as far as like teaching people how to do stuff on camera, I I'm like you and I and I come alive. However, yeah. on the flip side, I don't love being in big groups. Mm. I don't know if you know this about me. No. I would rather be in smaller groups. Yeah, more or like sense. or like one on one, sure. you know. But work, put a camera on me and I'm like, give me the mic. Yeah, it just right? comes on. It does. Yeah. But real life day to day, I do feel more comfortable in smaller groups. It's something that I have noticed. Sure. Well, let's talk a little bit about PSI Made This. Okay. Obviously, you realized at a young age some of your skill sets and the path you were going to take, but you were in fashion, you were in set design. PSI Made This was founded in 2009. How did it come about where, you know, this is just a skill you had, but right. there's actually a business here? Well, that's a great story. I can answer that question. Good, okay. <laughs> Finally, nice. one question I can answer. <laughs> so I, like it I- It just came natural to me, starting the business. Yeah, just every, everything was natural. Um. So at the time, like I said, I was working on set, and one weekend I, I texted my girlfriends and I said, "Hey, do you guys want to come over and make these?" At the time, like bib necklaces were a thing. Oh, of course, honey, I remember. No, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. So I think three of my girlfriends came over, two or three came over in my New York City apartment. We made these necklaces. Mm -hmm. Cut to Fashion Week was going down. I was wearing one, and someone said, "Oh, I love your necklace." I was like, "Oh, thanks." Like, P.S. I made this, and she was like, um, "Oh." Wait, really? I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, kind of like, it had a ring to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And my friends came over, you know, another week and we're like, well, let's make this. And and the truth is, it was just like this little craft club mm -hmm. that I was like, okay, guys, I have everything here. The tool, the beads, the glue, da, 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 da. Yeah. And again, I know, I keep repeating myself, it came naturally to me. That's, I think, I realized when it doesn't come naturally to everybody. Right. And to me, it was so normal just to be like, come over, I'll show you how to make this. Yeah. And this was at the precipice when, obviously, you remember the old days where all we had, we had Twitter and we had Facebook, right? Right. right. We didn't have Pinterest, we didn't have Instagram, yeah. but there was Tumblr. Mm -hmm. And a friend of a friend was like, hey, 
you're super into some, you know, tech stuff. I'm not like that tech savvy. But he was like, maybe you should look into Tumblr. And I started posting these like, how Do you remember who that friend was? Actually, I do. Yeah? His name mm-hmm. was Alex DeRozan. Well, let's shout him out. I mean, that was a big moment getting you on Tumblr. Okay. I know. I think he was the one. That's so funny. I haven't said that name in ages. Yeah. Alex, if you're listening, thank yeah. you. He's a big fan. He's yeah. a big fan. Uh, <laughs> so I, I dove into Tumblr, and I did these, like, really, like, I look back at now. They were, like, so horrible. I would take a piece of white paper, lay down all the ingredients. It's mm-hmm. a, as we know today, a flat lay. Yeah. And I would take a Sharpie, and I would write, you know, beads and, and take an arrow and pointed to and it was so DIY the process I would take pictures on I mean God only knows what camera it was probably like a Sony like Jiu Jitsu I don't even know Uh, and that's how it started Mm -hmm. and soon after I ran into someone she's like hey can you do this thing for teen.com or an alloy and it started that way and then before I knew it I just started gaining traction I very much uh, have the gift of gab so I'd be like (laughs) hey I'm doing this hey I'm doing this (laughs) you know and at the time, my clients were these brands where I remember like Roxy Quicksilver. They'd be like, oh, could you actually make our tea party for us for our press preview? Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, let me put it on the Tumblr, you know? Yeah. And then it just very soon after that, someone's like, do you want to write a book? I'm like, okay, I don't know. You know, the book comes out, I start doing press. And that's when I remember actually being on the Martha show with my first book and I realized, oh, wow, there's a real there there. Yeah. When you have a platform and you have something to say, and you speak with authority, and people listen to you. And when you do have something to, you know, put out in the world, you know, you should share. So that's kind of how it started back in 2009, which, gosh, is forever ago. It's amazing, though, and it's I, crazy. Yeah. And I actually have, I should have brought it. I should have brought, I have that bib necklace framed. Oh. I did not bring it. Hey, well, we'll have to have you back to get season the bib. Two? Season two? Season two? Exactly. We'll get the bib <laughs> necklace exclusive episode. But it's amazing because obviously it started with an idea, just with friends, mm-hmm. then from Tumblr to a website right. to a book that goes number one in its category. And you weren't just creating, trying to find an audience. You had to create a whole category because back then, DIY, crafting, totally. it wasn't what it is today. No, people, I would say, oh, like I'm starting this. DIY company and they'd be like what do you mean like Bob Vila or like they didn't (laughs) get it right because back then um it was you know I say Bob Vila you laugh because like such a throwback name Sears it it (laughs) it but if you think about what DIY is which for um all the hundreds of millions of people listening right now (laughs) um do it yourself that's the Mm -hmm. category right and if you think about it DIY is a horizontal that cuts through every vertical Mm -hmm. so Kids, pets, health, fashion, home, beauty, name any category. DIY just means customization, right? Mm -hmm. We're customizing things. We're personalizing things. Yeah. And that really speaks to so many categories. So at the time, I not only was interested in building an audience and awareness, but to your point, I don't want to sound like I had to democratize the space, Mm. but I just wanted to introduce it to people. So I did do a lot of heavy lifting, and I was – um, early years, the spokesperson, spokesperson for the CHA, which I'm obviously sure you know, Craft and Hobby Association. Oh, good folks over there. How's uh, Jim doing? Yeah, Jim's Jim's actually, um, he's, you know, busy with his bedazzling. Oh, well, Jim and that bedazzler gun, you got to look out. <laughs> you got a citation uh, back in uh, 94. Right. <laughs> That's enough on the gym beat. Okay. <laughs> but it, it, for me, it was just like, how do you make crafting cool and sexy? Mm-hmm. 
it obviously was predominantly speaking to a female audience. Um, shout out to the gays. Can I say that now? I think you can say anything. Yeah. Uh, sure. Anyway, no, but like in all honesty, pre- pr- primarily females. Yeah. It was like really an 18 to 34 audience. Um, people who were looking to be creative, people who are looking to maybe save money, people who are um, looking for a new hobby, you yeah. know, and it was really not about changing the model. It was mm-hmm. just bringing out this something that they maybe already had in them to explode. Very cool. Do you remember any, I don't know, like a breakthrough moment in that journey, in that process where you knew you were on the right path? Funny, I haven't thought about this in a while, but you know, I remember this one event. I w- we, uh, events were huge mm-hmm. back in the early days. Everybody wanted to do events. Yeah. Um, and all this is a call to action, right? So I remember this one event that I actually, one of my first big gigs was working with Dasani, mm-hmm. launching the green cap. Do you remember, you know, the green cap yes. on the actual water bottle? Right. So I designed green caps, like actual uh-huh. hats, and then we did this event, right? And it was in association with the Art of Elysium. And there was a whole DIY bar where people got green hats and they could like bedazzle them, stud them. And I'm doing it with like Anna Wintour and uh, Donatella Versace. And it was cool. It's it was, insane, yeah. yeah, it was cool. Um, you know, I think in our business, we meet a bunch of celebrities and notable people. But to have early on people like this doing these crafts with early on, it was cool. It was really cool. That's very cool. Well, Speaking of that, you're looking back on some of the moments that led you to where you are today with PSI Made This, and that's a perfect segue into our next segment and one of my favorite games we like to do here. It's called Rewind, where we're going to take a look back in history at some great ELD, Eric Adamasek moments. You mentioned the first time that you were on the Martha Stewart show to promote your book, and that was a big moment. Now, what does Martha Stewart mean to you? Oh, Marth. Um... (laughs) It's funny because I'm actually currently working on a program right now with her team, and I feel like it's uh, Martha is somebody who has paved the way for so many people. You hear people like, oh, you're just like Martha. You're like Martha. I'm like a Martha. Like, no one's Martha. Mm-hmm. No one is Martha. Right. You know, she has an amazing story, and she's transcended over generations. But what Martha did was realize she had a love and passion for creating and making and crafting. And she is the the OG entrepreneur in that lifestyle space to me. And she's an icon. She's a legend. I don't care if you make her recipes or not. But, I mean, look at her now. She's with Snoop. She's, right. she's selling gummies. So, listen, say what you will. Um, she obviously had a moment that we all know about. Well, before she was with Snoop, she was with Erica. Uh, Let's throw it back here to the very first time you appeared on the Martha Stewart Show to promote your book, P.S. I Made This. My next guest motto is, I see it, I like it, I make it. And her first book, P.S. I Made This, features fun DIY projects inspired by the latest fashion trends, like the necklaces you see on our table, these beautiful necklaces. Oh, and those, amazing. And, uh, and the one that she's wearing. Please welcome to the show, Erica Domeski. Sorry, Mark. Thanks for having me. And I love your gold tools. Well, those are my signature tools oh. that all started from my pair of scissors that I bought one day. 
and I love the gold so much. I don't I have said, gold. Well, maybe what? one day you will. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is this big moment, right? You're obviously hyped up. Here she is, Martha Stewart, one of your idols, and she comes out, Erica Domeski, right? Yeah. Like, well, what's going through your mind when this happens? I can almost see your, your it's gears turning. funny because my father-in-law also just called me that the other day, <laughs> which is like... Uh, like, I mean, uh, gosh. I, I know that I don't have an easy name to say, Domesek, D-O-M-E-S-E-K. What I've learned, though, in time, it's that, like, I have no problem correcting people yeah. if you do it in a way that it's just, like, nice. And right. I think adding humor sometimes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, please, it's... Martha, Martha's on her, God love her, hope, hope she's listening now. She's on her own planet, okay? Let's just keep it real. <laughs> yeah. Love her, but she is just doing her own thing. Yeah, well, speaking of which, these segments, I know there's uh, like a lot of production, a lot of producing that goes into mm -hmm. them. It's like, are you have two minutes and 30 seconds. You need to go to X, Y, and Z. And she comes out, she's saying the name, that she's going off on a tangent about the gold. And, yeah. and you got to like wrangle in Martha Stewart on her show. Oh, yeah. How do you do that to like, all right, we got a lot to get done here. And you got to lead it. Yeah. Even though you're I mean, the listen, guest. I'm going to throw it back at you. You have to do this too. Yeah. I mean, listen, you're wrangling me for this. Um, <laughs> and, and that is something that I think it's, it is, yes, you can be uh, a maker and you can be creative but when it does come to television that's another skill and you need to understand like okay you've got two minutes and what to do what beats you need to hit so mm -hmm. listen I learned about it you know that yeah. wasn't my first TV spot but it's something that I learned along the way and I have no problem of taking the lead and taking charge <laughs> right right that's true I've seen that firsthand absolutely so another television appearance you've done hundreds and hundreds of them over the years but uh, I think this is someone who, who means a lot to you in your career. So let's take a look at this. I met a person in the last year of my life um, who makes me want to craft. And she is to crafting what I try and be to food. She tries to make crafting cool, accessible for everyone, um, and, and just easy. She is the founder of P.S. I Made This. It's a brilliant website. She has a book. She's fabulous. Her name is Erica Domas. Erica's my girl. Yeah. You may also know Erica because the Wall Street Journal gave her an article <laughs> this big. It was huge. All about her and the, the, the little cottage industry that, that you've created here. So what does Rachel Ray mean to you in your career? Rachel means a whole hell of a lot. And uh, you'd probably be like, what, 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 you know, what's the connection there? Mm -hmm. um, the truth is, Rachel and I met through mutual friends and colleagues years ago. And after having a couple conversations with her and hearing the way she talked about what she wanted to do and make people's lives like easier, better with food and, um, and cooking and, and everything I heard from her was the way I felt by using more of like the creativity and crafting and just personalization kind of DIY stuff. And I just felt so much of me in her. And the time I looked at her business and, you know, she's got a show, she's got books, she's got product lines, you knew it, the magazines, the, it, and it, I just looked up to her and I was so grateful where she gave, she invested in me. Yeah. She invested in me as a friend, financially, and I, the best gift I got was to be a part of her company. You know, her parent company is called Watch Media, and her president became, like, my guardian angel. So, you know, wow. her giving me John Hall at the time was just, like, the greatest gift to be able to work with them and 
um, be that guiding light to help me start and navigate the early days of my career. Wow. What did, how did that make you feel that she saw something in you? She knew that there was something here, not just in the space and the business, but, but in you, Erica. I mean, it meant so much to me. It meant so much to me. I'm so grateful to her, and I haven't seen her in ages. Um, obviously, I live in Los Angeles now, but I actually did speak to John recently to kind of get uh, an update on his life. And there are some people in life that I think that you'll always be connected to. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to your profession, there are certain people you meet that you just never forget and have yeah. such a place in your heart. So um, between Rachel, um, her husband, John Cusimano, and John Hall, I'm, I'm just so grateful to them. Yeah. And it's one of those things like you could not talk to them or see them for years. And let's say she walked in here right now and it would just be the biggest heartfelt hug. Mm -hmm. And, you know, along the way of your career, we all get to meet people. Um, who make a difference. And, you know, there's that cheesy poem, Reason, Season, Lifetime. Mm. I don't know if you know it. No, I don't. I will tell you about it. Okay. And I think that, you know, there are people that come into your life. Sometimes they're for a reason. Sometimes they're a season. Um, sometimes they're a lifetime. And um, I am just truly blessed by them when they came into my life. Her whole, her company, her, and everyone she brought in. Because it really, I learned a lot. Yeah. I learned a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Well, those weren't your first television appearances. You were on TV uh, dating way back, and we went into the archives. Oh gosh, I oh gosh. To find this clip. Oh gosh, right here. I already think I know what this is. Oh boy, oh. I hope you do. I hope you this do. This is Erica. She's handy with beads. She runs her own business, and she has all the ingredients for success. So why would this outgoing gal allow two men she's never met to snoop through her most private possessions? Looks like she's got a nice butt from the x-rays, though. Because she's about to play Get Packing. Oh, my God. I involve every aspect of fashion and style and try to come up with new trends. Oh, Chris is Snoop. This is one of the contestants snooping through your apartment. Oh, funny story. I ran into this guy at a sushi restaurant a couple years ago and said hello. And I know you know her. Yeah, Michelle Beadle. Yep. And furniture is all kind of a, almost Victorian modern. Satin comforter. Guys walk into my apartment and think it looks like a page out of Pottery Barn. <laughs> She has recently broken something. She's got some x-rays in here. Maybe she just had an accident. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah, it looks like maybe she hurt her spine. She looks like she's got a nice butt from the x-rays, though. I had a car accident. <laughs> I'm okay, guys. I'm okay. Good, good. Um, uh, I cannot believe wow. you so found that. So tell us, what <laughs> what did we just watch there? What did we just see? What okay, was that? so I lived in Miami after college, and a friend of mine was a casting agent on the show called Get Packing for the Travel Channel, and he was like, Erica... You got to do me a solid. You got to do the show. You'll get a free trip, this and that. And I was just like, okay, sure, cool, whatever. And yeah, that was, oh gosh, that's that doesn't even look or sound like me. It's it's so embarrassing so, and amazing. Talk us through the premise of this show. So the show For was, those who are not familiar oh, with yeah, the long-running series, Get Packing I, on the I, Travel Channel. Let me break it down for you. Yeah. Okay, so... There is a contestant, I mean, it was me at the time, and they have two people that you've never met before, mm -hmm. right? And they snoop through things, okay? <laughs> and they try to get a sense of who you are by doing some snooping, and then they get a budget and they're sent out into the world, and maybe they have like X amount of time to pack a suitcase for you that they think will 
resonate. And then I open the suitcases. There's A and B. And I choose the suitcase I like better. I say, okay, I want to go on a trip with person A or person B. Then they surprise us with a trip. Oh, So at the time, I'm like, sure, I'll go on a free trip. Yeah. Meanwhile, my location was New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And I definitely did not choose the right person. (laughs) It was so You went on this trip with this guy. Yeah, there's footage. If you watch the rest of the show. I didn't make it through the whole thing, you know. But So you go to New Orleans I went to New Orleans. I was like 21. What happened on the trip? Oh, it was not a match. (laughs) (laughs) I... if it were like this day and age, I would swipe, swipe right, swipe left. I don't, the yeah. one that you get them out of the picture. Yeah, yeah, that's a left. That's but, a swipe. Okay, left. but the funny thing was, is that like, <laughs> yeah, I ran into him at uh, Hama Sushi in Venice. Oh wow! All right. Well, I'm glad that's full circle. Oh, you were in the meant zone to really br- brings up a lot of the stuff. The research guys... department. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is a crack team here. Uh, wow. Well, that was an amazing clip that TV show definitely could never be made today probably for for good reasons you know <laughs> snooping through your lingerie a hundred percent yeah wow uh well, I know you know that I love to collect things. I yes. collect sneakers, I collect jerseys, t-shirts, autographs, all I mean, sorts of things. We're sitting in stuff. a room of collectibles. All of my different collections. I know you like to collect stuff too. For this next segment we call Cool, Calm and Collected. Eric Adamasek, what do you collect? So, this started years ago and for some reason I started collecting stickers and patches. Mm. Um, I would be visiting some amazing locations and I would pick up patches of, you know, the locations. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm here. I should get the patch. Oh, I'm here. I should get the patch. And I didn't have a plan necessarily what I was going to do with them. Maybe I'll put them on a jacket, this and that. And it just snowballed. And I just became such a patch collector. And sometimes cool stickers. But it's really the patch game. And back in the day, I had a wall in my New York office with patches. Here in Los Angeles, I recreated it. don't have the wall anymore, but I have such a crazy collection of patches. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, did you bring anything from home that you'd like to show Uh, off? This is almost like our version of show and tell as well. I did. And, you know, I think I said earlier that my, my love language is gift giving. So I did bring you something. Oh, wow. I did. Because, you know... I've this should be a segment on the show where the guest must bring me a gift. Yes. I like this, so we could brand that. I mean, Egyptian <laughs> princess over here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's another segment. We'll get into that. Okay. So, <laughs> I, like I said, I, today I brought patches, but I do collect a lot of stickers. Cool. And I brought you this sticker. Oh, all right. Well, you know, I'm a huge fan. NBA, thank you very much. Love that. Yeah, Amazing. that actually I made for a project. You made? What do you mean you made this? We made those stickers. You we designed them and made them for a really cool NBA project that I was working cool. with. So, very you know, cool. a huge part of what I do, I get to work with cool brands and Thank design you. projects. But, okay, so here, I have so many, but I just brought a couple baggies. Oh, wow. And they're themed out. So Let's get into it. I mean, I'm not going to go through like How many every- patches do you think you own? I mean, a lot. I have no Take idea. Take a guess. I mean, hundreds. I have Thousands? Like- that I have hundreds. I mean, you got hundreds here. Today. I have hundreds, but I yeah. just grabbed a couple. Um, I thought these actually um, were funny because you know, like I said, I started off. Yeah, yeah. I started off in buying location, and now I just buy fun things that speak to me. Quarantine and chill. I, I mean, like that. And this and sometimes this one inspired uh, my Halloween costume last year. The dumpster fire that yeah. was 2020. It sure yes, did, I and my that. entire family dressed as That's the dumpster fire. <laughs> well, I was the dumpster fire, which. That's yeah. This is pretty good. Where do you? even find patches like this are you on ebay all the time i mean do they just find their way to you they do yeah. i mean so here i'll oh there's so many things obviously everyone tells a different story i mean you can see like literally when i was in tanzania yeah. 
I got this. Amazing. Tanzania patch with the cheetah. I so, love that. Um, they're cool. all in different themes. There's like a food one, um, you know, because everybody needs a taco smoking a big fat blunt. Of course, you need to, if you need this patch, you know where to go. Yeah. So if anyone ever needs a patch, they obviously should turn to you. You know, from sequins to uh, iron-ons. I mean, I've... And what this, do you do with this stuff? You put it on jackets? You just I mean, like... So I actually just took a bunch of patches the other day. My friend had a baby. Yeah. And this is a friend of mine who's like super well-known. She's kind of like a celebrity in her own right. Yeah. She's got millions of followers. She's, oh, you want to name drop? your name drop. I mean, I know. Else. Sorry. So her name's Eva Chen, right? Yeah. A lot of people know Eva. And she's a dear friend of mine. And I'm like, what do you get somebody who can get anything? And people send her stuff. Like, sure. you know, like Valentino sends her baby gifts. Gigi Hadid. Like everyone's sending her the most amazing things. I'm like, what do I do for a friend? Yeah. So I got her this really cool big tote bag on L. Bean, plain tote bag with like navy handles. And I did patches on, I got her each family member's name embroidered yeah. into patches and I ironed on and then I took one of my cool patches her new son's name River and they just bought this cottage house on the east coast and I put a patch on the back so I just I wanted to personalize something for her because mm -hmm. listen this segment started with asking all these questions why do you do what you do right I do what I do because when you make something with intention and love and you give that to a gift, it means so much more than mm -hmm. walking into a store and buying something. Yeah. And there are storytelling moments. Yeah, and you do an excellent job of that and it's really cool. I love collecting things that evoke stories, memories, and moments. Do you want a patch? Do exactly Should I that. give you one? Do you want I, me to surprise you with I, one? Please surprise me with a patch. I would love a patch. I mean, you've got so many incredible ones. Here we go. Shout, shout out to Wawa. Hey, oh. Wawa, you got a pretzel patch. I mean, of course you do. Extra spicy hot sauce. You got a sriracha patch. That's, I mean, I know. You really have a patches for everything. I do. But they all do you tell a story in a moment, and I love that about it. Uh, you mentioned, you alluded earlier to being an Egyptian princess. <laughs> I know what that means. I know, you know. But why don't you explain to anyone listening or okay. watching what that means, why you are an Egyptian okay. princess, Erica? So, years ago, I went to see a medium. Mm -hmm. A bunch of my friends said, like, this woman's great. You got to check her out. Never done anything like that. So I was like, okay, booked an appointment with her. Randomly, I remember this. It was the morning, bef the morning of the premiere of the TLC show. I was doing um, uh, Craft Wars. For some reason, I remember that. Mm -hmm. And my office was in the Lower East Side that morning. And I ran to my office that morning just to give you the backstory. And there were these two bags on my desk that said Dior that a messenger had dropped off. I opened them up. Tons of Dior makeup, you know, eyeshadow, lipstick, like tons of Dior makeup. And I looked at it, I was like, oh, cool. And then I looked at my watch, and I was probably like, oh, my gosh, crap, I'm going to be late. I have to get on the subway all the way uptown. Yeah. So it's funny, because I walked out of there, and I was kind of like, should I be more grateful? Should I have spent more time, like, freaking out? And it was kind of like this weird moment. But anyway, mm. so I go up to the median's office. And I'll get back to that. You're going to be like, why are you telling me this? But okay. just, just, just wait. So I do this whole sit down with her. And she says things like, you're in a creative space for a living. She knows nothing about me, and this and this. And she's talking about me, and she said... In a past life, you were, I don't know if this is going to make sense to you at all, but you were an Egyptian princess. And people would come to you for advice, but when they came to you, they would bring you a gift. And she said, this might sound weird, but do you live a life now where people give you gifts? And you don't have to answer me, but to you, you might acknowledge them and you might like noted and appreciate it, but you don't make a big deal of it because it's just like, you've been there, you've done this. People have been doing this for so many hundreds of thousands of years that like you're, and I, and it was seriously like a, oh my God, the, that Dior makeup. I was like noted moving on. Yeah. And it's not that I wasn't ungrateful. That's yeah, the funny yeah. thing. And so I was like, oh wait, 
I, it's just because I was an Egyptian princess. Like, <laughs> I've been there before. So we joke now right. that, um, you know, sometimes I get gifts. and people. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you drove up here today in a gift. Well, it's not like a gift I get to keep, but... Yeah, but still, you're in a car that a brand gave you because you're doing some work with them. You just decided recently, <laughs> you know, it was National Ice Cream Day, so you wanted to taste, do some, you know, fun Instagram live taste sure. testing. How many cartons of ice cream showed up at your house? Honestly, I lost track and uh, all this ice 60 cream. 60 cartons of ice cream from 20 different companies. I know, it was crazy. Uh, it's <laughs> unbelievable and uh, getting to know you and spend time with you, uh, you I think you were an Egyptian prince because you receive gifts all the time from brands. They send you stuff. But also, I think it's because you pay it back. Just like you said, you love giving gifts and meaningful gifts for people. It's all full circle. You're an incredible gift giver because you know how to touch people's hearts and give gifts that are meaningful to them. So I think it comes back to you because of that. Oh, I well, listen, I, I appreciate that. Um, one of my favorite quotes, because I know you're a quote guy. You know, you, <laughs> yeah. love, you have your little notebook. I see I you do, writing down things. You know, people say a lot of times, like, oh, you're so lucky, you're so lucky. And um, it's funny, years ago, I, I heard this and it made sense to me. I don't know that it's luck. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you're lucky, you're getting to do this, you got ice cream. <laughs> I really just think it's generosity going in the opposite direction, mm -hmm. if you think about it. Mm -hmm. And so I try to be generous. Yeah. I try to be generous. And um, sometimes I'm a selfish bitch. <laughs> um, you can ask Michael about that. But um, no, I think it's the truth. So as far as like getting gifts, and to your point, it's karma. And um, yeah, yeah. But hey, uh, to anyone listening, please send gifts. I love gifts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll gladly accept them I and acknowledge them and post about them to all of her there hundreds of thousands of followers. All right, I got a couple quick hitters for okay. you because you've worked with literally, I can't even keep track. I was trying to put together a list of the brands you've worked with. It's in the hundreds. It might be a thousand brands that you've worked with. Sure. Do you have any favorite projects that really stand out? I know you mentioned the Dasani water caps because <laughs> that was early on, but you've done so many. Are there a couple that stand out? Some of your most over the top or favorite projects you've gotten to work on in the brand space, DIY, crafting, foods related space? Oh gosh, there have been so many. Um, there really have been only because I know you're a basketball fan yeah. and I hinted to this earlier. I just finished a project working with the NBA on finals and I got to design these really epic um, gifts, I guess, yeah. for celebrities. Um, so I do some fun design work. There People have might have seen them on social media. A lot of basketball fans follow this. It was basically the NBA championship finals trophy, the Larry O'Brien trophy, flanked by two magnum. Those were those, but we bottles. also did a hundred suitcases filled with these storytelling moments. Sorry, I know. Jason actually wanted one and I tried to get you one. I did. I Kinda did. Know. Come on, NBA. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um I mean listen, I think I, I alluded to the fact that when I, I was not an Egyptian prince, uh -oh. I was the Egyptian uh, court gesture. Oh, stop. Next yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I, I work with so many brands all the time. I mean, Spindrift, I just did a fun thing where we got to design, I, I designed these picnic bags from, I'm only saying because I see that you have a refrigerator where yeah. there's a can of Spindrift looking me in the eye. Yeah. Um, you know, I've worked with Amex over the years. You and I actually got to do a really fun thing actually, with them. Actually, that was very special. That was amazing. It was a very intimate gathering years ago uh, here in Los Angeles for Amex, some of their influencers, which Erica worked with them uh, a lot and was one. And I was lucky that you brought me. We were in the front row to uh, a one-on-one -on -one interview session with Kobe Bryant. And then Robert Ory came out and talked to him. And you know that's something I'll always cherish, being that close to Kobe and hearing these intimate stories that he I've was chilled, sharing with yeah. you know, just uh, 50 people or so that were there. That was really cool. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, the projects that I get to work on, when brands reach out saying, hey, can you do some content? And it's like, sure, I can. Mm -hmm. And when people say, what does that mean? 
a lot of the content that we create, the two sides of my business, we have, um, a, I call it a studio side and an agency side. So the studio side creates how-to content for people who are like, what does she do, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it's a lot of how-to content. We do it for anyone from like Lifetime TV to Amazon, actually. Um, Amazon I've done a lot of cool projects with. But then the other side of the business, where it's more of the agency models, they come and they're like, okay, we need a campaign. Can you help design that? Because yeah. at the end of the day, I'm a marketer. So for me, it's more fun to use my brain and kind of dive into a campaign where, again, I, I know I've said this before, is evoking emotion. What I'm great at is a call to action. What will make people excited and happy? You know, I mm -hmm. love Peeps. I'm a huge Peeps fan. So this actually- Very polarizing. I, I'm not a Peeps fan. See? Yeah, people it, love them or hate them. Huge part of my childhood. I yeah. got to relaunch Peeps this past Easter with them and not only do a bunch of content for them, host some Q&A stuff, but we created these fun DIY boxes to send them out. So things yeah. that are more full circle and that's not just like here's some content. Right. I get excited when it becomes a bigger program where I kind of sink my teeth into it and can be more creative. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, in addition to working with so many brands, creating content, the agency side, you're also, as we mentioned, an incredible chef and hostess putting together dinner parties and casual gatherings or, or big scale ones as well. What is your favorite meal to serve, to prepare and to serve. Imagine, you know, 10 of your closest friends are coming over. What is like, this is going to wow them and you love making it? You know, I don't have an answer for that because for me it's seasonal, right? Yeah. It's how you're feeling. Last night um, we did, I say we, I was the only one cooking, <laughs> but I'm like we. Um, last night I whipped up chicken parm, which I know you love. Yeah, yeah. I love everything you cook. Um, last night I did chicken parm and uh, with some veggies and some pasta. It's really what's fresh and seasonal. I mean, I really – I pulled beans last night from the garden. I got some tomatoes that a friend dropped off that – so it's whatever's fresh and seasonal. And um, I don't have necessarily a go-to, but I love family style. Mm -hmm. I love family style. And I cook anything and everything. You do. But I wouldn't say that – this is the thing about cooking. I like it to be beautiful and healthy and delicious. Um but I use like basic everyday ingredients. I'm not like get the ghee butter, layer it with like the right. like weird like I just use like everyday things. Peeps. I just layer peeps in my yeah. chicken, in my chicken parm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I think that you know basic stuff. But I like to I like to elevate it. For sure. And it's not just I just don't like basic food. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What's what's your dream meal to eat? I mean. I mean, uh, I love sushi so much. Yeah. I love sushi. I know that sounds kind of simple but I love good sushi I know and you're big into like east coast like seafood oh yeah. I love especially seasonal right yeah. what's your feeling I mean I love crab meat lobster like um, clam bake right? oh I yeah. love all that I I just love but it's funny because like middle of the winter I probably wouldn't be making that sure. you know what I mean sure. I'd probably make something a little heartier um, I'm getting hungry. This this I know. episode is making me hungry. I'm gonna I, have to eat more of these. I actually pretzels. remember you came to my house years ago, mm -hmm. and we cooked dinner for you and Caitlin. This is way before you know there were kids in the picture. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember that night. I have a picture of it on my phone. And do you remember a guest showed up that night, right before you got there? A guest showed up. Uh huh. Who's uh, still in my life? The cat. Yep. Yes, yes, a stray cat that stray. you've adopted and taken. Well, in as your I don't. Own. That's a that's Spent another a point episode. Of that is a whole other. That's episode. a whole other. Yeah, but yeah, that, that was that night that Raj showed up. I named wow. him Raj, and he's Raj to this day. That was right. Like, that was like close to six years ago. Wow, this cat has been uh, <laughs> one cat. of your longest relationships. He actually has a torn <laughs> ACL right now. The cat. Yep. All right. Well, that is for another episode. That that's a lot. <laughs> 
All right, Erica, you are all about comfort, very comfortable things. You know how much I love homage t-shirts. I got probably 300 of them in my collection. Well, one of the last things we always do here on In The Zone, brought to us by my good friends over at Homage, is give you, our guests, an opportunity to pay homage to someone who inspired you or helped pave the way for your success. It could be a friend, a mentor, maybe someone you've never met before, but you've admired from afar, someone who helped you get to where you are today. Oh, wow. I mean, I can't ever say there's one person um, because, you know, it does take a village. Absolutely. It takes a village. I think that the easy answer is to say I'm so appreciative to have someone like my mom who's always encouraged me taking the road less traveled because, you know, back when I started my career, it was weird you know, to say like, well, what do you mean you're just going to be a freelancer, mm -hmm. you know, or what do you mean? Like you don't have like a real job. So I would, all, I would, I'm really appreciative that I always had the support um, and knowing that my parents believed in me, especially my mom. I would say, um, you know, we already gave a shout out to like Rachel Ray, who was a big person. I think my friend Stacy London, who has always been just like my big sister also. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really special to have friends you can talk business with, and that's important. You know, yeah. my friends who I can talk shop with, who not just like emotional stuff, but like friends who get business shit, that's special. You know, um, one of my other best friends who you know, Arielle Kay, she's the founder of Parachute, which is like mind-blowing and inspiring to watch her build her business. Yeah. So I think I have a couple friends along the way who I always feel like your best friends can be your board members. And yeah. that's just something I really feel strongly about that it doesn't have to be one person, but there are certain friends that you can count on that not are, that I have my friends that I grew up with, but like I can't talk shop with them. I can't talk business with them, but I have a couple best friends who are ballers. Yeah. And I'm so appreciative to them. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Erica. You're a baller as well. And you know that I like to collect things, including cards. These are limited edition, only five in print, Erica Domasek in the zone cards, series one. Erica Domasek trading cards right here. Oh my so gosh. So these are for you. There's only five in circulation. Ah! Erica is going to autograph these cards. You're going to keep one. We're going to put one up on and our guest like the wall of fame. Panini cards. This, this is pack. it. This is the uh, <laughs> hot drop right here, exclusive. And we're going to give away three autograph copies to our fans and followers on social media. So Erica, oh Donisek. my god, this is. I am posting this asap. This is okay. I think I said this before. I'm going to say it again. I'm normally the one who gives gifts. This is one of the best things I've ever received. Wow. Well, I'm honored and thank you. And the gift that you gave me and all of our listeners and viewers is your presence and your stories, your personality. Erica Domasek, PSI Made This, thank you for getting in the zone with me today. Thank you, Chase. Love you. Love you too. All right. Boom. We're out.